Moses in the CIA? I'm Moses, Ken Mosesian. And like my ancestor, I'm all about training individuals, teams, and companies how to lead. Now, I've joined forces with the CIA. I'm Dan Crum, known as the CIA. And I can help you win your best deal every time through my sales training, the CIA method. Join us as we talk about topics of life and business from two unique perspectives. Hello, Ken. How are you this fantastic evening? Oh, Dan, filled with the love and the joy of life here with you and uh, looking forward to a conversation. Yes, that is what we are going to have is a conversation. And tonight's conversation is about rebirth. What is that all about? Are we going to be born again? Well, we might be. Who knows? Uh, but for, for our purposes tonight, we just want to talk about the fact we're coming to the end of the year. As we record this, it's the 19th of December. It's hard to believe Christmas is five Christmas Eve, five, six days away. And uh, the end of the year uh, follows shortly after that, which, of course, is a time for resolutions and all that great stuff. But I, I think one of the precursors to that sometimes gets missed and that it's it's somewhat easy to sit down with a notebook or on your whiteboard and write down your resolutions for the year. It's a great practice, gives you something to go after as long as you take inspired action to follow up on it. But for me, the, the piece that needs to precede that, and I've been engaging this all of December, is a slowing down, quieting my mind, just stilling my thoughts as much as possible, and really allowing the season to guide me. Winter is that time when everything goes within. It's, it's kind of a time of hibernation. Uh, it can be a time of great reflection so that we can be ready for this new birth um, as the new year comes. But my number one counsel this evening is to anyone who's listening to this, if you haven't yet, there's still time before the year's end. Do what you can to just give yourself some quiet time, some going within time, some hibernation time. Be quiet, be still, and listen actively in that silence for whatever your mind speaks to you, your heart speaks to you, your person of faith, whatever God speaks to you. Listen for that still, small voice within you. And let that be your guide as we navigate to the end of the year and prepare for a new birth in the new year. So when I think of being born again, I think of, sorry, this is not religious, but I think of reincarnation. Uh, and I've read multiple books about reincarnation and they're very interesting. And as a hypnotherapist, um, I've done one person who asked me to do a past life regression. And I don't know if they were making up what they said, or if they were really tapping into something that could be built into our DNA, like a hereditary memory, or if they were actually tapping into something that was actually a past life. I don't know the answer, obviously. I don't think any of us on earth actually do. So hopefully we'll find out some of those answers in an afterlife, which I do believe in. Um, with that said, there was a movie I started watching. I've not finished. My wife did not love it, but I thought it was interesting. It was on Apple TV plus called Swan Song. And not spoiler, because if you watch the preview, you'll know this is what it's about. But in it, 
a man who is dying uh, goes to a place where they can allow him to be reborn, essentially um, cloned, right? Um, and so if he were to allow his clone to take over his life, then he would not, um, the clone would not be aware that they're not the original person. The clone would actually like step in, have the memories they download and would step in. So his family gets to have what they believe is him, right? For the rest of time where this person obviously is uh, going to die because of some illness, right? So it's that kind of like trade-off. Um, and it, I think that's kind of like where I go with this. When I think of being reborn, um, I think of that, in fact, um, if you look at us from a biological or cellular level, we are actually being reborn all the time. Our cells are like um, replacing each other. You've probably heard of autophagy, which is cell death and kind of like cells eating other cells and using the dead cells as almost fuel to, to build something new out of it. Um, so when I hear that or think about that, um, I actually think that we should embrace it and see that that's an exciting thought to think that we are being reborn all the time. And why is that exciting versus something that you could look at a different way is because we are not based like the past of our lives, right? Like the experiences of our lives, the behaviors that have happened to this point don't define us. We are not our past, right? The past does not have to equal the future. Whoever we have been, we can decide, no, I'm going to um, participate in this being reborn that my cells will take. And they'll literally, you'll be a hundred percent new person in whatever period of time, a year or whatever period a hundred percent of your cells have been reborn and replaced by new cells. So why not see that as a great opportunity to say, no, I am not defined by who I was before, but I can decide to be something new and allow that synergy between the biology of who we are to align with the mind of who we decide we are becoming and who we're working towards and not only be reborn physically, but decide who you want to be reborn into mentally. So that's a, a perfect compliment, I think, to where we started, which is that there's, a, there's an intentionality that has to go along with this. Our, our bodies are renewing themselves. Our cells are renewing themselves. There is this constant process of birth, life, death, and rebirth that's going on over and over and over again in our physical bodies. And my concern is that we get detached from our physicality. We get detached from our bodies and we don't really allow them to be the lead and the guide, which they can be in so many ways. We don't pay attention or listen to our bodies when they give us so many clues. It's just this magnificent guidance system that we've got. You can tell when you're starting to get upset. You can tell when you're maybe a little bit frightened. You can tell when you're happy. You can tell when you don't know, you're unsure. There's different clues that your body gives. Heart rate picks up, breathing picks up. Um, sometimes your fists might clench if you're, if you're upset or anxious about something. Um, your sleep patterns change. Our bodies are just these, these fantastic GPS systems that we've got. And... I think, Dan, to your, to your point, we can be aware of that. Um, and to the point I began with, it also requires an intentionality in being quiet, 
to just pay attention to what's going on, to listen to, you know, what's happening and to call it out and not amplify it and realize that through that intentionality, we have the capacity to name what we want for the future. And, you know, there, I, was, I was talking to a client the other day and he said, I just should have listened to my gut. It's like, it's never, ever, ever steered me in the wrong direction. And I didn't pay attention to it. In my gut, I had a feeling this was not a good deal to do. And he did it and it went south. And I thought, man, that's so instructive. There's a super smart guy that, you know, just went with the intellectual piece, didn't pay attention to what his body was telling him. Uh, and, you know, when it, when it went south, I mean, thankfully, he's a super mature person. And he's a wise man. And he gets like, that was a great lesson, a great reminder. Should have paid attention to my gut. Should have paid attention to my body. Should have listened to that thing that could have guided me. So I think taken together, we've got this notion of winter's here, end of year's coming, shortest day of the year's coming, a great chance to kind of go within, to be still, to pay attention to your body, to be aware that it's renewing itself over and over and over again, and to allow ourselves to actually be part of that cycle of of birth and life and death and rebirth ongoingly. That's the opportunity we have. I use this a lot in coaching and I took this from Tony Robbins, but he says, <laughs> you are not your behavior. And I'll repeat it. You are not your behavior. And a lot of times people look at me like, what do you mean? And I think from what we call identity perspective, we tend to think of ourselves as, um, the person who did the things. And it's like, we did those things. That is correct. You did those things, but you don't have to define yourself. Like your identity doesn't have to be built on what you have done. So like meaning your identity is not your behavior because the same way you made choices, right. Or followed automatic processes to do or not do something or actually, you know, do the things that were behaviors. You can decide in an instant to be reborn the reason they call um, somebody like a new life, like a born again Christian, right, uh, is because there's that thought process is that the moment you accept Jesus as your savior or you're baptized, you are born again. You start anew. You get to start over. So I think it's important to first see like, nope, you that was you. You made decisions. That was you along the way who did those behaviors. But at any moment, how long does it take to be reborn? It really takes an instant. Just the same way we believe that, let's say somebody who's now baptized or somebody who makes that proclamation statement of faith, in that moment, they are reborn. That's how long it takes to decide on a new identity for yourself. And it really does start there. It really starts by a decision that you make to say, nope, here is the identity that I'm choosing in this moment. And then what goes along with the identity that you choose is the behaviors that you take. So you, you make a decision, I choose to be live as this person. And then you get to choose the behaviors that will accompany that identity. So really it's identity that you choose. It's not behaviors that make identity. So I started out by saying, you are not your behavior. I really want to say that it's not that you define yourself. Your identity is not defined by your behaviors. It's really, you get to decide like, what identity do you want? And then hopefully smartly enough, strategically, you say, 
what behaviors align with that identity. So if you wanted to be, I'm going to give an example from, let's say, consulting. If you wanted to be a incredibly successful salesperson, um, you would start by identifying, yep, that's what I want to be. I want to become an incredibly successful salesperson. That's the identity. And then we ask or look back at like, what are the behaviors of a person that would be, you know, is a incredibly successful salesperson. And then you get to take those behaviors and become that. It is almost like you you decide the identity and then you fake that until you make it. So again, to be reborn, to go off this theme that we're talking about, that takes an instant. So most people, if I brought up this topic, will tell me, oh yeah, easier said than done. That's it's really difficult. You don't know who I am. But they started out with the false premise that they are what they've historically been. They are their past behaviors. But again, start by deciding who you want to be and then be reborn into that by stating that identity for yourself and then ask yourself the questions or seek out advice or counsel. It's like, what are the behaviors that make up that identity? And then allow that to be consistent with one another and you can create and be reborn into any identity that you choose. So I would offer that it's, in my experience, not a one-time thing, that who I choose to create myself to be um, has to be renewed every morning, at least for me, to keep it fresh. Um, I've got to remind myself of who I'm committed to be that day when I get up. And that's one of the things that I do in my morning routine, in my journaling, in my meditation and prayer time remind myself of the commitment of who I am. It's really important to pay attention to that, that verb to be, right? It's like, who is our, what is our being? Who are we being? Not what are you doing? Because our activities um, really are somewhat superficial in comparison to our core, who we've defined ourselves as. And so I would just suggest to people that you think about renewing that commitment on a daily basis and even checking in with yourself during the course of the day to make sure that the actions that you're doing, the inspired action that you're taking is in fact in alignment with who you've declared yourself to be. Um, That dissonance comes when our actions don't match our being, when they're not aligned with who we've committed ourselves to be at the outset. And though you can do this anytime during the year, end of the year is always a great time for it. It's a perfect chance to reflect back and to to ask some questions. I'm a huge believer in just notebook and pen. Um, If you like doing stuff, you know, on uh, some sort of an electronic device, that's great. But there's something powerful to me about holding a pen in my hand, seeing the words come out on paper. It's a great time to actually reflect back. Who were you committed to be this past year? You can easily ask yourself that. And you can ask yourself if the actions that you took were um, in alignment with that commitment, with that state of being, that declaration that you made. And then you can make adjustments. And as you go forward, you can maintain that commitment and you can improve on it or you can choose another one. And to Dan's point, that decision is as fast as you state it. It happens in that moment. As long as you commit to it and you follow through with inspired action that is in alignment with who you say you are. That's the opportunity that's in front of every one of us as we come to the end 
of 2021 and a new year beckons. One last thing I would add. It's easy and it's a trap I fall into to look back on these past couple of years and write them off as being terrible. And there have been a lot of terrible things that have happened without a doubt. This is to take nothing away from the, the death and the suffering that, that so many people have um, undergone. And if we allow the past to define ourselves going forward, and particularly if we allow negative events from the past to define events going forward, then we're simply condemned to repeat them. It'll be the future, but in essence, it'll be the past with a new coat of paint on it. Nothing will really change. So we have that opportunity in front of us now to reinvent, to be reborn, to make a new commitment, and to line up our actions with it and check in on a daily basis as we move forward this year. I got contacted this week by a father who said his son is addicted to vaping, and I have a hypnosis website where I'll either remotely or in person, if they're local, will help people uh, quit an addiction. Uh, and a lot of times that addiction is to nicotine, right? Through smoking, dipping, or in this case, vaping. Um, the father asked me, he said, how long does this take? Is this a one session thing? Is it a multiple session thing? So going back to what Ken said, um, it would be rare. It's possible, but rare that you could just do one hypnosis session and the person just stops their bad habit and, you know, lives a new life, let's say tobacco free, right? Without it. Um, but really what I would recommend for everybody, because you're not likely to be that unicorn is to have a reinforcement. So I make a reinforcement audio for each individual who does this. And every morning they listen to uh, their reinforcement audio and it has an identity statement in there. I have it on my thing back here. It says, I am, because that's the most powerful words. It's that identity statement. But um, every day they say, I am a non-smoker or whatever the case may be. I'm a non-smoker for the rest of my life. But our first podcast ever was called Living Like an Alcoholic because that is really what it's all about. What Ken just said, it's, it's every day you get to be reborn because it's really that one day at a time where like, while we might set a goal for the future, we might make an identity statement that we're not living in now every day you get to wake up. And one of my favorite things is that five minute journal. And one of its things is a, an, I am statement. You get to write, I am this, and you write that down for yourself. So every day you get to choose like, who am I today? And you get to make that thing. So if it's overcoming an addiction, you get to say, I am a non-smoker, right? Or I am this, but really that's the way we should look at it is we get to choose every day, the identity that we're going to live by for that day. And then we get to reflect at the end of the day, did we live up to that thing? Right. Or we get to decide, we're just going to continue to run on autopilot and we're going to be the person we were the same day, yesterday, you know, a week ago, a month ago, whatever. We're just going to live by our patterns and habits. So it's really to be reborn is simply to wake up at any moment, the start of the day or any point in the day and just go, nope, I've decided right now from this point forward for the remainder of this day, I am going to choose something new. I'm going to be reborn into a new identity. And then I'm going to take action that aligns with that. So. I think that's where we're going to wrap it up for today, but just start tomorrow. Let's start there. Start tomorrow and just leave yourself a little note and ask yourself, who am I today? And write it down. I am this. 
and make that your identity statement. And then just take some action that's consistent with the identity that you create for yourself. Thank you for listening. To learn more, check out MosesInTheCIA.com. To learn more about Ken Mosesian, check out Mosesian.com. To learn more about Dan Crum, check out DanCrum.com.